Hello, everybody. We are back with more Nintendo Week. I'm your host, Colin McIsaac, and as always, I'm joined by Alex Plant. Me for Smash. And Ben LeMoreau. Yeah, Alex for Smash. So for this discussion, we are talking about what characters we personally want to see in Super Smash Bros. We've already had a discussion about what characters we think are going to make it as DLC content. Uh, but this time, you know, we're talking about our personal favorites. Um, These are our hopes and dreams. Right. <laughs> not necessarily as DLC for Smash 4, uh, although, you know, some of it can be. Just characters we would like to see in Super Smash Bros. So, you know, who we want, why we want them, why we like them, how we think they might play. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Alex, you want to start us off? I shall. So... My first one is the one that I've wanted for a really long time, and that is Isaac from Golden Sun. Mm. Yes. Possibly with Felix as an alt, with them kind of having movesets that are a combo of how they fight in the games. Um, okay. He will fight with his Gaia Blade and Synergy. Uh, so in that sense, mm. he'll be similar to Robin in that he'll be a swordsman who uses magic. But obviously, the Golden Sun magic is very different than the Fire Emblem magic. And right. in particular, uh, Robin doesn't use any earth magic. So, uh, and, and not only that, but Isaac and Felix fight with pretty large swords, uh, whereas Robin's is pretty small. So it'll be similar in that respect, but, but also different. Um, for his standard B, he'd have move, which I guess would push people back or maybe grab them. What about that uh, as his side B? It could just be as grab as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what about that as a grab or a side B, kind of like Palutena's Reflect? For his side B, I think it should be Ragnarok. Okay. People who haven't played Golden Sun are going to have no idea what this means. Ragnarok is he summons this giant earthen magical sword that strikes mm -hmm. his foes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it'd be able to be quite that dramatic if it's a forward B, but I'd, I'd still love to see that move since it's such an iconic... It could be like iconic... a Final Smash, but well, I feel like that I would have... probably be a summon. Yeah, it, I, I would say Final Smashes would be summons. I'll get to that in, in a okay. minute. Uh, for his up B, he would have growth. Uh, it would kind of be like Ivysaur's Vine Whip. Uh, but the twist would be, so in Golden Sun, you have multiple tiers of magic. And it, the twist for, for Isaac would be, as his percentage of damage rises, his uh, synergy attacks get more and more dramatic. So it'll go from growth, which is just one vine that, that strikes up into the air, to mad growth, which is multiple vines, to wild growth, which like would, I guess, lash out at a bunch of characters around him in addition to ones that are above him. I think that'd be a kind of an interesting way to use that whole tiered magic system. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, kind of like how Robin has his multiple uh, thunders. Mm -hmm. uh, for down B, I think it'd be Spire, where he summons a uh, stalactite from the ceiling that falls on people. Again, strength will depend on percentage, so you know, as he takes more damage, he summons more stalactites. Uh, and for the final smash, of course, it would be summon. And summon, like the other... Uh, special magic attacks would also scale based on percentage so they'd get more and more dramatic as he takes more and more damage so mm -hmm. he'd summon venus maybe for starters summon ramses the giant sphinx looking thing and then you know the other venus summons that would be really cool yeah imagine if you had a final smash that was only accessible if you had like 300 damage yeah how yeah. never anyone would see that but also how cool it would be when you do right it becomes this sort of thing where you you kind of want to get to that point where you're kind of hanging on by the edge of your right by the edge of the stage to use a smash bros mm -hmm. metaphor uh oh, cool. so that you get the stronger final smash and that's isaac and felix Woo. yeah and i don't think at this point we need any explanation why isaac is a good choice yeah i mean golden sun is one of nintendo's only rpg series at least only yep. fantasy rpg series and it's uh, it's probably their 
their only C tier franchise that's yeah. not represented yet. They're getting into yeah. D tier and yeah, E tier. It took me way too long to think of what letter came after D, but still. <laughs> F tier, come on. <laughs> so Ben, what's uh, what's on your mind? You know, when uh, Smash for Wii U was very first announced, like the first thought that popped into my head was, I'm not buying it unless Girahim's playable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you buy it though? And obviously <laughs> I lied to myself, yes. I, I did buy it, but I don't know. Girahim for me is just one of the most memorable Nintendo villains in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can't help but laugh when he's on the screen. He's he's visually appealing, he's amusing, and you know, fun battles too yeah. for the most part. So and I I think he would actually make a very good Smash character. He's got kind of a, a diverse lineup, you know, with sword attacks and he can teleport and he can shoot knives and then in later battles he gets like energy blasts and you know, he's just got sort of a wide range of moves. But mainly I just want his taunt to be that like creepy dance he does over Zelda's unconscious body. When he sings his own theme song. <laughs> so great. Yes. Yes. Because I just want to like, you know, break someone's shield so that they're kind of, you know, like dazed for a minute and then just dance all around. Him. <laughs> but yeah, I I think there's a lot you could do with him and you could actually make him just a really, you know, interesting and balanced uh-huh. fighter. Kind of similar to Link where he's got a a combination of you know sort of physical attacks and projectiles and things like that but i'd see him be as being a a faster character mm-hmm. maybe a little more like chic where it's about moving around fast and getting lots of quick damage in and then you know finishing him off as for a final smash i think having sort of uh just demise appear on screen having Girahim transform into that giant sword and just take up most of the screen with a giant sword swipe oh, that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah Girahim easily one of the most memorable villains that nintendo's made in a long time very unique play style potential for smash and definitely worthy of being the next zelda newcomer over like tingle or impa or anyone else that people suggest really great potential i think just as a character both for smash and the future of the zelda series i concur (laughs) uh so my first choice i was gonna i lumped I lumped Isaac in because I really want Isaac, but I, I lumped him together with K. Rule because I f- those are the two characters who are basically destroying the Smash Pole. So I feel like at this point, we, there's not really much need to explain why they would be good choices for Smash, uh, why people might want them. But uh, since we already talked about Isaac's moveset, K. Rule, I think, would be pretty easy to uh, think of movesets for, you know. Standard B would be the Blunderbuss from DKC2. Uh, basically just like Bowser Jr.'s cannonball. Uh, you know, he could throw a crown, he would he would do like that charging attack. Just a lot of great potential for, you know, biting and clawing and, and running around. The interesting thing I think about K. Rule is he's so insanely fast, and that's one of the major, like, character points about him. And I believe they talk about him in, like, Smash trophies and stuff, too, is that despite how big and fat and, and all that he is, he's still insanely fast. The way they explain it is like, that's not a giant belly of fat, that's a giant belly of pure muscle. <laughs> right. Well, plus, if, if there's any cartoon villain in Nintendo history, it's it's definitely K. Rool. Oh, for sure. It's just so much fun. Especially if they want to take any inspiration from the actual Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Um, which they won't, and they shouldn't. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a lot of potential there. I could see having a really heavy and strong and still fast fighter becoming very overpowered. 
But, you know, they could make him maybe sort of like medium strength, just heavy and fast at the same time, and then just sort of average strength, poor aerial mobility. So I think that would be, you know, a great way to sort of make K. Rool's moveset. I think it would draw mostly from DKC 1 and 2 and maybe a little bit from 64 uh, and have a bunch of original stuff thrown in there just with claws and teeth and stuff. I think DKC3, the whole scientist me mechanized stuff, doesn't really gel as well with the other three games for making a cohesive Smash moveset. There's my phone. You would have a Pokemon ringtone. <laughs> so, K. Rule. For my next one, we've talked about this a lot, but I've had some time to think about the moveset that would go with it. So, Inklings from Splatoon. Uh, I think it goes without saying why they deserve to be in. They're Nintendo's newest and biggest IP uh, this generation. They're just cool characters. I mean, like, they shoot ink at people. They have super soakers. It's like 90s dream come true in Smash. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the attacks would have to be based on a bunch of weapons and abilities that we've seen so far. Um, this is kind of a long shot, but I, what I'd love to see is beyond the eight preset looks, the ability to also import your Splatoon save data to transfer your character's oh, look. That would be so um, cool. And, you know, with the way Nintendo's implemented their account system now, that, that'll make it difficult to bring your look over to friends. So what they could also do is tie that to your Inkling Amiibo figure so that you can bring your costume over to a friend's system. That's a really good idea. I wish they had done that with Villager in Animal Crossing. Yeah. But yeah. alas. I think it makes a lot more sense for Splatoon since the, the data is already going to be on the system. Right. And I think it, it's feasible. The question is whether or not they'll actually want to put in that effort. I mean, the, the models will all be there. They can just directly mm -hmm. import them. So I don't think that'll mm -hmm. be the, the hurdle. Um, but, but I have thought about the moveset since I know we the last time we talked about Splatoon, we were kind of wondering how that would work. So I think I've come up with a solution for the, the squid form. We were talking about how it would be weird to have it tied to inking things because you can't really see a lot, all of the surfaces in Smash necessarily. Uh, but what I was thinking is instead of having it be tied to ink, just make the squid form movement base. You'll press the B button to engage. Uh, and while you're in squid form, you have a slightly smaller hitbox because obviously you're a squid form. So you're a, you're a squid now. Yeah, you are a squid now. <laughs> Not a kid now. Uh, you can move faster along the ground, so you can, you know, make a quick getaway or, or, or backtrack or, or even get up close to people. Uh, but you cannot attack while you're in squid form, and you cannot double jump while you're in squid form. So it'll be greater mobility, but at the cost of some of the offensive It's tied uh, basically to the land, and yeah, you can't. I see. You wouldn't have to swim in ink or anything, though, right? You'd just be a squid flopping on the ground? Right, okay. and they'd be able, your opponents would be able to see you as a squid, Right. But you would be more mobile. Right. Okay. Uh, that, I think that'd be a good way to kind of bring that into Smash since one of our big hangups was how do you keep track of where the squid is when the squid is in the ink? Yeah. And you can't really see the squid. No, I think that's a good solution. But you need to see the squid. Yeah. Uh, what they might be able to do is have just like an ink puddle around the squid that moves with them. Yeah. From a visual perspective, right. yeah. Because otherwise yeah. it would be kind of weird if the squid is just sort of inexplicably swimming just along. floating on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, in addition to that, though, I mean, the other moves I think would be pretty straightforward. The forward mm -hmm. B would be the splat charger, I would I would think. Up B would obviously be super jump, where you, you just leap really high. Uh, would be a really great recovery move since it has so much vertical. Mm -hmm. And when you slam power. on the ground, you'd like splash ink a little bit. I yeah. feel like it would work a lot like DDD's recovery. Yeah, a lot like that, except for possibly with, with a little more control. Because yeah. I feel like DDD's feels pretty heavy, and this would have right. to feel a little less heavy. Right. Uh, down B would, of course, be everyone's favorite weapon class, Splat Roller. Oh, okay. 
uh, you'll you'll swing your roller when you first press it, but then you can hold down the button and just kind of mow people over. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then the final smash would, of course, be the Kraken. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the Kraken. Because mm-hmm. uh, the other ones could work, but, but Kraken has just, I think, become kind of the, not the most popular necessarily, but the, kind of the one that most people kind of have a hard time with. And, well, but also I think probably the most games. recognizable and easily, easily associable with the whole squid thing. Yeah, um, I feel yeah. like it makes the most sense as far as the super weapons go to be yeah. incorporated as a final smash. What could also be really interesting is uh, the ink mines use yes. down smash like Snake from Brawl. Right. I feel like you've got to have something with the bombs or echolocators or something as well, but I don't know how they would implement Yeah, that. I thought about that for a forward B alternate. Um, I really, like, they could go like with a any... custom move? Yeah, okay. man, maybe a custom move. I mean, a lot of the supporting weapons could be implemented that way. You could have kind of, like, with Mega Man, where the, the splatter shot Junior maybe is you hold down the A button, okay. and you just kind of do a small amount of damage, and then... Oh, but it's also your your forward, uh, your tilt, so that you can walk yeah. while you do... That's a really good solution for the guns. Yeah, yeah, but then you do a smash attack, and you switch to the the major, the the, the larger splatter right. shot, and it does more damage right. and stuff like that. Or the uh, the upcoming splatling. Oh, the gatling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they fit all this stuff in, but they could fit a lot of it yeah. in certainly. Yeah. Cool. Um. So that's Inkling. That sounds that's, really good. That's my yeah. Vision for Inklings. So my next one, I'm sure, is on your list as well, Colin. So I'm I'm sure you'll okay. probably have even more ideas for moves than I do, but. Paper Mario. Oh, okay. <laughs> Paper Mario, I think, is just perfect for Smash Bros. You know, it's sort of a sub-brand that's been around for a long time. It's got its own hardcore following. So I I honestly don't see at this point why they haven't included Paper Mario. And, you know, there's plenty of moves. You, there's plenty of ways you can differentiate them from just regular Mario. But, yeah, I, obviously, I think uh, just regular B-move would be your hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, again, it's, it's odd that, you know, it just seems so obvious to, you know, just have Mario jump around, Paper Mario jump around with a hammer, and then you got all those paper moves right. um i'm trying to think of specific ones that would uh would work best well so here's here's i actually thought a lot about um paper mario's moveset i knew you'd help me out here <laughs> yeah yeah no he was on my list uh this was actually the other in-depth character that i had um he has a lot of abilities that mario either doesn't have or just doesn't simply use in smash uh for example the b down could be paper mario's ground pound um i was actually thinking that the hammer could be his his a attack and a charged hammer, like the Earthquake or whatever it's called, could be the B attack, or it could be Smash Attack even. That would just give him a little bit more moveset variety. It would draw from a greater variety of source material as well. For a, for a down B, I think having a, just like a, a ground pound would be great. Almost like a, you know, a move that you can yeah. just smash people off edges with. Like Kirby's, uh, like Kirby's down B, essentially, but without the, right, the added right. defense bonus. I, I imagined more like Yoshi's, mm-hmm. a little bit lighter, a little bit less vulnerable right. afterwards. Um, but either way, uh, I know a lot of people suggest having Paper Mario's partners to attack, but I, I don't really like the idea of having a character in the game who relies on a bunch of other characters appearing out of nowhere. I, I would be fine if he had maybe an attack where he like jumps on a Koopa shell that's colored mm-hmm. like Koops or, or something like that. But I wouldn't like a moveset that's based all around using stickers and pixels and partners and stuff. I think maybe, uh, possibly for a final smash, it could be cool to have just, like, all the partners from the first game each, like, swoop in and do their thing really quick. So it's just kind of chaos all over the screen. What I was thinking for a final smash, actually, would be Sweet Treat. Everyone freezes. Paper Mario goes in, does his thing, throws uh, stars or whatever at, at these falling targets that basically represent each character that you're battling against. And uh, each target that you hit would do like 15 or 20 or whatever damage to each person. 
And then at the end, uh, he would come out and do some like big hammer attack on the ground and send everybody flying. I think it'd be a really cool way to incorporate something directly from mm -hmm. Paper Mario into a Smash setting. But also, of course, you know, he could use a bunch of paper abilities, like his uh, his B-side could be the paper tube from Thousand Year Door, mm -hmm. uh, rolling around kind of like Yoshi's Egg Roll. His rolling animations could be the, the dash from the original Paper Mario N64. His dodge animation could be just, you know, turning to the side, the paper mode yeah, uh, from exactly. Thousand Year Door. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Are we in um, agreement that he should turn into a paper airplane for his upbeat uh, recovery? Yes. Yes, yes. we are. <laughs> but, you know, and there are so many little details, I think, with Paper Mario 2 uh, that would make really great Smash stuff. Like that animation where he tucks his hat in, or we tucks his head under his hat, ducks down to defend as an action command during the battle sequences. That could be his shielding animation. Uh, there's just so many little things that I think they have a lot of potential to to just bring from Paper Mario into Smash and make him really feel like you're just directly porting Paper Mario, the character, into the Smash setting and working just exactly as you would expect him to. And that would just be so much fun. So cool. So my next character, uh, I'm sure you are all going to be shocked to hear that I actually support this inclusion for Smash Bros. Waluigi. No way. He's still my heart. <laughs> yeah. I love Waluigi. You all know that. Colin's favorite Nintendo character? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm still sad that he's not in Smash, and I doubt he's going to be in, in Smash 4 as DLC in any form. But he would just be so much fun. I think he would be great as this character who sort of almost breaks the fourth wall a little bit, in that the entire concept of his gameplay is like, what if somebody were entering a Smash Bros. match and tried to cheat? <laughs> yeah. So, like... He would be standing there and like pull a bob bomb out of his pants or something. And it's like, Waluigi, what are you doing? You can't do this. <laughs> where'd you where'd you get that? So, you know, just some some guy who's not good enough at actually doing anything right to win by his own merits. And so then he he tries to do a bunch of sneaky stuff to sort of cheat his way to victory. And I think that could be really cool. Uh, his proportions, you know, he's super lanky, super tall. He's, I think, the liveliest, most animated Nintendo character there is, and such a great fit for Smash in that sense. Could be so much fun, so over-the-top, cartoony, uh, really, really enjoyable animations and stuff, and they could, they could base a lot of attacks based on that. He would have a lot of range for his melee attacks, but, you know, probably wouldn't be that strong. There would be a lot of cool stuff with, I don't know, like, dancing or, or, or spinning around, and I, he just... There's just so much wacky stuff that Waluigi could do. I know there's like a brawl mod where his uh, side B is like swimming through the air like a cartoon, <laughs> which is just perfect for Waluigi. So just lots of really ridiculously silly things like that I think would be so much fun. You know, they don't have a character like that in Smash. I think it would be great to have one because Smash is already a lot like that. And, you know, this just takes it that much further to the next level. Waluigi's awesome. Please listen, Nintendo. So this is kind of my last pseudo in-depth in that I actually came up with a moveset, but I'm not going to say much else. Uh, but Monita from Nintendo Land would be, really? would be fun. <laughs> It'd just be one of those fun, like, WTF characters, kind of like Game & Watch. Wii Fit Trainer. Okay. So is this for, like, Smash 5? You're not thinking, like, DLC? Not for DLC, although okay. maybe because it's she's kind of this Wii U sort of exclusive entity. But her attacks would obviously be based on uh, Nintendo Land attractions, uh... So maybe her standard B could be pulled from Luigi's Ghost Mansion, where she shines a flashlight on you and you get kind of stunned for a second. And as long as she holds the flashlight on you, it'll take damage. Uh, but, you know, she can only hold the flashlight on for so long because the battery will run out. 
uh, like that'd be a nice basic little standard B move. Uh, forward B could be Yoshi Kart, kind of like the Bowser Jr. move, kind of like the Wario motorcycle, but kind of in between those. Up B could be where she hops in her little UFO thing and flies for a little while. Uh, and down B, maybe she spawns a enemy, kind of like she does in some of the uh, cooperative attractions. So drops a bulb orb, drops a ninja. You really like Monita, don't you? Monita's this <laughs> weird, interesting, very like, I wouldn't want to say campy because that's not what I mean. But she has this weird fan base. And I think really? based on, yeah, she does. People were like, they found her really interesting in Nintendo Land that huh. she was a th- like a screen was a Monica. character. And I could, just because of the diversity of that game, I could see have as a moveset, her being, having an interesting moveset and an interesting kind of way of expressing that moveset. Yeah, certainly. I'm just I'm just surprised I've never heard anyone who really likes Monita, but yeah, I'm the same. Oh, no one really I, likes I Nintendo Land. Following, there was a lot of fan art around the time Nintendo Land 34. came out. I'm not super crazy about Monita in general, but I really like the idea of a character that's sort of just a, an amalgamation of just random Nintendo moves, you know, from from various different characters or various different games. I think that's kind of a cool idea. So if Monita could pull that all together, then why not? Captain N. Nestor. Yeah, it kind of grabs a lot of the stuff that we haven't seen from other characters. Like Luigi's probably not going to get his flashlight anytime soon. Yeah. And a lot of enemies just probably won't show up. Yeah, that'd be neat. All right, cool. My uh, my next one is very much in the category of this is never going to happen. It's a wild fantasy. But you guys have heard me rant and rave about how much I love Axiom Verge and about how it's the <laughs> oh, best God. <laughs> the best 2D Metroid game I've ever played. And Tom Happ, the creator, says that it's probably coming to Wii U next year. So, you know, I could give myself a faint little glimmer of hope and say that Trace, the main character of Axiom Verge, would be kind of cool in Smash Bros. Okay. And the reason why is because, you know, it's, it's very Metroid-esque where you have this huge world to explore, and as you collect items and weapons, it becomes more open. But unlike Metroid, where uh, you need most of the weapons or all the weapons to proceed, you know, they're all sort of like keys to unlock areas, there's about, you know, maybe a Metroid-esque amount that do that in Axiom Verge, but... There's also a ton that are just completely optional fun weapons that give it more of kind of like a Contra feel where you just collect all kinds of weapons of shapes and sizes and, you know, decide what you like best for for the enemies you're facing or for your style or whatever. So there's just a huge library of of guns to choose from for Axiom Verge if you were to make Trace a character. In particular, probably the most interesting aspect of the game is the, uh, it's called the... Ah, uh, shoot, I'm not going to remember what it's called. Everyone calls it the glitch gun. That's just sort of the uh, the nickname for it, because it's, uh, it's a gun you get that lets you glitch things or unglitch things that are already glitched. So if you see, like, a weird, like, flashing pattern, you can, like, glitch it and it'll turn into a platform. Or uh, if there's, like, a glitch blocking your way, you can, like, scan it with the glitch gun and then it'll disappear and let you through. But you can also glitch each and every single enemy in the game. And they all do something different. And I think that would be an interesting mechanic for Smash Bros, especially in terms of, you know, balancing Trace and making him fit, depending on his strengths and weaknesses versus other characters. Each one of them would react differently to his glitch gun. Well, you know it would balance Trace and make him fit? Mm-hmm. The Wii Fit Trainer. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Um, i'll see myself out but yeah so you know maybe so for for some characters maybe it would like slow them down or maybe it would lower their attack or maybe it would make them unable to jump for a few seconds so i i think there's just a lot of cool ways you could use the glitch gun to trace's advantage in battle and then uh like i said there's there's something like 30 different weapons to choose from so maybe even have him have a lot of uh custom moves you know i think he's a character that would especially be awesome for for customizing if you like to play with custom characters on okay so my, I have just a small handful of characters that I think would be really cool that I don't think really need much explanation, 
uh, Chibi Robo, just because I love Chibi Robo. Uh, that'd be really cool seeing how he uses like toothbrushes. Could be sort of like DDD's hammer, how he spins it around, and uh, the propeller that comes out of his head and whipping his plug around. Could be a lot of fun. Ridley, because honestly, he's too big as a terrible excuse. I've seen a dozen brawl mods that put him in and he's perfectly proportional and he's a perfectly fine size and works great. Well, plus you look at the melee intro and he was about the same size as Samus in the, the cinematic, yeah. wasn't he? So why, yeah, why not so do that? Yeah, so he's too big is a bad excuse. I don't actually care really about Ridley. I just think that Metroid is a big enough and a storied enough IP that it needs more than just Samus and a different version of Samus to represent it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Ridley is the natural choice. What, not Adam Malkovich? <laughs> Takamaru, because he'd be really cool. He's a ninja. Good uh, classic IP there from Nintendo. And it would be kind of a neat, like, East versus West thing. I remember there was originally, like, a rumor a long time ago that said Little Mac and Takamaru were both in. And Sakura, I wanted that to represent someone who's popular in the West and someone who's popular in the East, and then both as, like, super retro franchises. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I still like the idea of it. And then, non-specific action figure. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't need to say any more about him. That'd be great. Nice. <laughs> I guess I'll go through my list of miscellaneous picks also. So one of them is Wart from Super Mario Brothers 2. Character I haven't seen in a long time, uh, so he has lots of potential in terms of them just going completely off script with his moveset. Plus, that's, that's an era of Mario that I, I'd wish got more representation. This is the Pokemon that will never make it, but that I love, and so I want him to be in anyway. Rotom. Not Stunfisk? No, Rotom. <laughs> he has his he has his appliance moves, and that'd be so mm. hilarious. Be yeah, actually. Plus, he's adorable, and he he's a ghost and an electric type. That's just an interesting combination, so the, the moveset would be would be cool. The the move, mm -hmm. movement would be cool. His animations would be really, really fun. I can get um, behind that because I, whenever I play competitive Pokemon battling, I pretty much always have a Rotom Wash on my team. Yes. <laughs> I love Rotom. He's my favorite. Um, Medusa or Hades from Kid Icarus. Maybe even both, but I don't think Kid Icarus is quite that huge yet. But, but we need a villain from Kid Icarus. Uh, the villains are just too good not to have one. We already have three Kid Icarus characters and only three Kid Icarus games. Yeah, well dark pit i'm not was... I'm, I'm not trying to i'm not trying to hate on on medusa i'm saying dark pit shouldn't have been there is what i'm saying i'd be fine if they took dark pit out for one of them or or mm. tweaked dark pit so that he actually ha uses that staff that did his promotional art outside of his right. final smash like he could have been a really cool alternative to pit but instead he's just a different a clone well he was gonna be in a, an alternate costume and that'd be fine with that too i have a feeling that if he makes it into smash 5 that he'll be a lot more differentiated or in all its costume um tingle from the legend of zelda i mean goes yes. without saying his moveset would just be insane crystal from Star Fox adventures just because Star Fox has so many protagonist characters but i can't see them doing any others that aren't pretty much the same as fox falco slash wolf right uh so and she has her staff and that's it, we don't really have any staff users in smash bros mm -hmm. uh i guess we have palatina but she's more of a magic user anyway she'd be interesting uh, and a few third-party picks. Uh, I'd love to see Black Mage or Moogle from Classic Final Fantasy. Mm. I'd love to see Bomberman. I'd love to see Professor Layton. And this won't happen, but I'd love to see it anyway. I'd love to see Mickey Mouse. I really wanted Mickey Mouse. Like, I, I don't really care as much a couple years ago, but you're the only other person I've ever met. 
It's one of those things where had Epic Mickey not turned into this epic disaster, I could totally see that being a thing. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was because it was before Epic Mickey 2 had come out and just been awful. I was thinking Epic Mickey and Smash Bros. would be a great way to, because especially like on Wii, Epic Mickey had been established as this really cool video game reinvention of this amazing classic character. And at that point, it was so strongly tied to Nintendo because it was a Wii exclusive. Yeah, and people loved the concept when it was first shown. Right, right. So that that got me. That was when I first started thinking about it. Yeah. Wow. So he stands with Mario and and Nintendo's icons as an iconic, not only cartoon figure, but even a car- uh, iconic video game figure. He's been in so many games, and and in the NES era in particular, he was in some of the I wouldn't say some of the best games, but a lot of the the most prominent games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Falling sort of in line with that. I was going to, just briefly, I want to mention Shovel Knight, too. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that as well. Shovel Knight is just too perfect a fit yeah. not to ever have in Smash. Uh, great indie representation. I feel like the only indie character, frankly, that, that fits with Nintendo's IP enough to be represented in Smash. And, you know, the moveset is just so obvious. The, the pogo, you know, use the throwing weapons and spells that he has as the items, uh, you know, shovels and digging. And the charging shovel slash would be, you know, his forward smash and kind of like Meta Knight. It's all great. He'd be really great. But going in line with the Mickey thing, this is my out of the box, never ever going to happen, but I would love it if it did. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, that's a good one too. Because A, I personally really love Wreck-It Ralph, but also he was created as sort of a what-if Nintendo character. He was obviously really heavily inspired by Nintendo's classic IP. He was made to fit in with that sort of vibe of Nintendo classics. And not only that, but but a crossover of video games. Right. You know? Right, of yeah. course, yeah. And uh, funny story, Sakurai says only video game characters. The Wreck-It Ralph game that Disney made to promote the movie actually launched before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so technically... Wreck-It Ralph first appeared as a video game character. Yeah. Even though he was conceived as a movie character. Yeah. And that's a huge stretch of the rules, and I totally acknowledge that, but it's just kind of interesting. I'm sure if you plead your case to Sakurai, he'll realize you're right. (laughs) Well, remember, the Smash DLC is all fan service. Right, and they'll service me, a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he would fit really well. It just matches the vibe perfectly of classic Nintendo. And I think if they're going to have any character who is, you know, we, we've heard about this Disney deal. We've heard that they want to do a bunch of movies and stuff. We've heard Mario's going to be a main character in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, there will likely be more Nintendo characters. Quick side note, amazing running joke I heard someone propose in the comments of that article that we wrote on Gamnesia is if they had Link in Wreck-It Ralph. Because the whole story of Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to be about the arcade characters having to adapt to the emergence of console gaming. Uh-huh. So they're going to have a couple console characters, I'm sure. But someone proposed the idea, what if Link is like a main character, or at least, you know, like a running gag character, and every single time he tries to talk or like voice his opinion, or any, opinion or, on anything, he gets interrupted by someone <laughs> and gets really frustrated. So he starts grunting. Yeah, yeah, so he, like, never talks the whole movie, but he'll be like, yeah! <laughs> Perfect. Would watch. Now I hope Disney's listening to this podcast. That, that'll be the canon explanation for why Link is a voiceless protagonist. Uh, he just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but where was I going, though? <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, we've heard about this Disney deal. You know, maybe Nintendo and Disney are getting a lot closer. 
And maybe one day, you know, maybe if they do decide they want to promote each other a little bit more, I think Wreck-It Ralph would be the perfect character to put alongside the rest of Nintendo's greats. Well, Wreck-It Ralph isn't a Nintendo great, but you know what I mean. He will be if he's in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, especially if the companies get a lot closer, which it seems like they might be, I think that'd be really cool. And also, the Wreck-It Ralph environments would just be so cool to play Smash Bros. in. Also, side side note, if Nintendo and Disney are getting closer with, you know, Disney making Nintendo movies, I'd love to see that reciprocated with Nintendo making a lot of Disney licensed games. Yes, please. Uh, Sugar Rush crossover in Mario Kart would be great. Because we need, Disney deserves good licensed games. I know, they really do. Yeah, and they've basically shut down their whole video game division outside of Disney Infinity and mobile games, so exactly. Nintendo would be a wonderful partner. Exactly. Yeah. So I got a couple more suggestions just to clean up. None of them are very well thought out or thought out at all. But um, one thing that I always see on the polls as well, not always necessarily near the top, but there's a small vocal fan base for it, is Gino from uh, Super Mario RPG. Okay. Lots of people want Gino in Smash Bros. I've lost all hope for Gino. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't I, I was a huge happen. Gino supporter back in Brawl, well, before Brawl. And at this point, I've realized, you know... It's not worth liking him anymore. No. As Can't much as get I emotionally love him, invested. It's, just, it's just not... I'm going to get my heart ripped out every time, <laughs> so it's, I just can't... Yeah, precisely. Can't do it. Can't do that to myself. And then as a final <laughs> thing, uh, you know, we talked on the podcast after Awada's passing about how, you know, we thought it was it was wonderful of him that he wasn't just, you know, some some CEO, some, you know, faceless head of the company or whatever, that he uh, he really interacted with the fans and wanted to connect with the consumer base. And I think it would be cool to see that sort of continued with Reggie fils having him as a Smash Bros. character, because, you know, how many companies let you play as their, their president in their video games? Now, would he be a full-fledged character, or would he just be a me distribution? I like a full-fledged character. That'd be oh, kind of yeah. fun. I think, well, I feel like the whole point of the Miis was because then you could play as, like, Reggie and Iwata and stuff. Well, I don't know. They could make a persona around his whole Nintendo World Championships oh, that was, fake yeah, training. Oh, that be funny. Because clearly he didn't train at all. He could turn into a purple Pikmin. He could turn into <laughs> a purple Pikmin. But he's terrible at Smash Bros, so he'd probably make a bad character. <laughs> that would be yeah. really funny if they purposely made him, like, bottom of the tier yeah. list. <laughs> he's just a Ganondorf clone. He would have the Tatsumaki Senpuyaku, but every time you'd use it, it would go in the direction you're trying not to have it go. <laughs> nice. Uh, that'd be funny. That's a lot of Smash characters. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like an entire separate Smash Bros. game purely made of our Smash Bros. characters. That would be the worst Smash Bros. roster ever. <laughs> <laughs> Smash Bros. Leftovers Edition. Without any of the actual Smash Bros. characters, nope. we just have Reggie fils Wreck-It Ralph, uh, non-specific action figure, and Trace from Axiom Verge. Only characters. Would play. Well, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the end of Nintendo Week for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or subscribe to us on YouTube at Gamnesia TV for bite-sized discussions from the show. And please head to iTunes to leave us a review. It really helps with visibility, so we greatly appreciate it, especially if you have good things to say instead of bad ones. If you have feedback for Nintendo Week, please send it to Colin at Gamnesia.com. And remember to send in your questions about Nintendo, about our show. We love engaging with you guys, and we read them and talk about them here on the show, so it's a great way to get involved. Again, that's Colin at Gamnesia.com. C-O-L-I-N at Gamnesia.com. If you can't wait till next week for more of our stuff, you can head to Gamnesia.com to see more gaming news as it happens. We've got Sony, Microsoft, Indie, you name it, and even Nintendo news that we didn't have the time to discuss on this week's show. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have another great week.
Oh, nobody mentioned Banjo-Kazooie.